Hello, and welcome to Local Listens, available weekly on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, and our YouTube channel. On this week's episode, we have Gray Taylor from Bremerton. We talk about Cats the Musical, Gray's large collection of instruments, and being an essential worker in an assisted living center. We also talk about their new dog, Moose, and stories of performing intoxicated. Other bands are mentioned throughout the episode, and you can find links to them in the episode description. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Local Listens. I'm so glad you all could join us. I am Bailey of Bailey Ukulele. And I'm Shane from Sanatorium Hill, and we have... Gray! Yay! (laughs) We have been talking about this episode for a very long... Like, since the beginning, probably. Yeah. I'd say. That's always fun to have friends come on. Yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. So, how long have you been playing music? Since, well, truth be told, from the beginning of the Gray days, uh, my mother told me that I used to... We used to have cats on VHS, and we would Mm -hmm. pop it in the TV with, like, the VHS, like, built in. And I would dance around the house and sing to cats. So I feel like that's the beginning of my career. Ah, the good version of cats. Right. (laughs) Actually, I think it was, like, the Broadway version that we had. Nice. I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Me too. so much better say. than that C- like CGI nightmare. They yeah, the new did. one. Yeah, <laughs> that looks so weird. Yeah, it is. And Judy Dench is in it, and she's like, she looks funky. They all look weird. Yeah, they cast in some weird female for that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird. So, are you yeah. in any projects now, or are you doing only solo stuff? Um, I am currently, like, bouncing around. I like to jam with lots of people. Right now, I kind of have, like, an electric project going on with some hardcore punk um, with Frank and Joy. Oh, um, damn. I'm yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping moles over here right now. You can't Still see kinda it. kind of got some secret hardcore punk stuff going on. Ooh, and. Nice. Yeah, I'm just doing mostly solo stuff, trying to learn some more guitar. I wrote a few new songs during the pandemic. Mm. I'm just, you know, I'm bouncing around trying to see what I want to do. There you go. All right. That leads into the next question. What band is Frank not in? (laughs) (laughs) Generation Decline. Yeah, I guess. The only band he's not in. (laughs) He's got, what is he in? He's in Viveka. He's in um, Republicans on Welfare. He does, um, we don't have a name yet, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's in almost like every band. It's insane. The weird thing about Frank is. Back when I was in high school, back in Wisconsin, I used to, like, skip school and go down and make sure I was in Kenosha to catch a Republicans on Welfare show that night. So, like... So you could go see Frank play? Yeah, like, (laughs) I was seeing him play, like, years ago, and then I move out here, and I played a show at the bomb shelter, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing out here? I know. That's so weird that you guys all traveled from Wisconsin. Yeah, the scene out here is just like only lived in the West Coast or like from the Midwest. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny too when we were doing the, uh, when they had the big punks in the webs live stream, we were watching the Republicans on welfare uh, like set 
And I remember like watching it and Shane goes, oh yeah, I forgot Frank was in that. And, and I was like, Frank's just in every band. And then like the next video after that was like Kelsey. And then like my backup was on Sunday. I'm like, oh no, I, w- I was kidding. But no, really he is. Yeah. He plays in, in the band that we're doing right now. He plays drums, right? But then Whoa. he'll play guitar and then he'll, he'll just like bounce around and then we'll jam um, and we'll, he'll like play bass and then he'll pull out a trumpet and he'll start playing Holy the trumpet. Shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gray, how many instruments do you play? I would consider myself a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I play ukulele. I play guitar mostly. I play bass was the first instrument I ever picked up. I play piano. I play mandolin. I play, we have a banjolele. I play a little bit of banjo and... I just play like a bunch of little stuff. Mostly I try to stick to like string instruments, mostly guitar. Okay. Love of my life. I can't stay away from it. I have like (laughs) just sitting in my house currently, I have about three and I asked Mitch the other day, I said, can I get another one? He's like, nope. (laughs) I was like, why not? I was like, there's this one, it's purple. And he's like, nope. (laughs) We need space for other things. No, we don't. <laughs> I have my eye on this beautiful Luna guitar. I've had my eye on it for a while, and I was like, please let me get this. And he's like, if you get rid of one other instrument, then you can get this one. And I said, nope. Oh, that. Yeah, like, wait a minute. You can't get rid of an instrument. <laughs> that beats the purpose. Well, the majority of the instruments that sit in the corner of my house are all guitars. I have, like, Two acoustics. I have an electric guitar, and then I have um, my ukulele and my mandolin and our bass and all of our amps. And Mitch has his bass. He he plays uh, violin too, so he's got his violin. We're just like all. It's our house is crazy. <laughs> it sounds amazing. I'm that sounds like, like a good kind of crazy though. It's too much. (laughs) And then we've got like the washboard and stuff. And the one thing I cannot play is the drums. Uh Uh-huh. It's hard. Yeah. I feel like I'd be good on the cajon just because like it's one thing and you just slap it. But a drum set? No. Not happening. I can play the drums, but it's been very difficult for me to play because I switched the ukulele Mm -hmm. like years ago and never really went back to drums. So now every time someone's like playing the drums, I'm like, right, how do I do this again? (laughs) Right. (laughs) The, the left foot does this, and the right foot does something else? What? I need to count? While your hands are also moving. Yeah, it's yeah. very confusing. <laughs> That's too much for me. Yeah. yeah. So, how has the pandemic been for you? Like, since, like, are you working at all right now? Yeah, so I'm actually an essential worker. Um, I okay. work, so at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I worked in an assisted living center. I'm a cook. Gotcha. Um, and so I worked throughout that, but then because of the pandemic, things got pretty crazy and, um, my facility ended up losing a lot of money. Um, uh-huh. so because we had to, they were quarantined into their rooms and we had to do boxes. Mm. So they hired this manager that was just trash like she was so mean me and Kendall worked together and um Mm -hmm. it it was just really stressful so I ended up moving over to um, a hotel and I started cooking for them Um, but then the then the pandemic hit even harder and then they stopped letting restaurants be a thing Mm. 
So I lost all my tips. I lost all my hours. We lost all of our events. So I ended up going back to the assisted living facility and I said, I will come back if you give me a raise and you give me full-time hours. Um, And they said, okay. So now I've been there throughout the rest of the pandemic and we've gotten lots of COVID cases. Um, Luckily, no one has gotten extremely sick you know, okay. everyone's been kind of solid. I got my vaccine. Nice. Okay. So I'm just, yeah, we're just hope, holding on. Right now, we only have one active COVID case. Um, probably at the worst throughout this. We had about six at a time. And Jeez. we had a huge quarantine. I had to dress in PPE just to even serve food. And Wow. Wow. You know, so you were right on the front line. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. They had we were I was pretty close. I get tested every week. Luckily I haven't been um I've been exposed, but I haven't catched COVID yet. Caught COVID, yeah. I mean. But uh I've been pretty close. They put me in isolation for a couple weeks after we had a big breakout. Wow. Um just to make sure that I didn't get COVID and I didn't. Nice. So, <laughs> I didn't get COVID yet. <laughs> well, yeah. let's hope it stays that way. I hope so, too. I do have my vaccine. You know, you can still get COVID on your vaccine, but I won't die from it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One thing we don't need is uh, friends dying out here. Yeah, please. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not I'm not ready for that for that phone call yet. Yeah. Thank you. COVID's pretty scary. My um, all my I live in an apartment complex and my upstairs neighbor, she's an EMT. So she was right on the front lines and she got covid pretty bad um she had to get a heart monitor put in place um and she's out of work now and my upstairs neighbor uh he died holy shit from covid so it's been really wild (laughs) over over here in bremerton it's been super crazy all my cousins have covid right now they're pretty sick oh god i know Behind the scenes. Yeah. I know. Kitsap's crazy. We have so much foot traffic because of the shipyard. You know, the shipyard's coming in and out, in and out. All the people coming from Seattle. Um, Even if we're wearing our masks and stuff, our population control is just, you know, out of, it's just horrible. So it's just people everywhere. And then idiots not wearing their masks, you know. Yeah. Not socially distancing. Yeah, I know that all too well. There's too many people being stupid. So, right. uh... Yeah. Because yeah. like, I take the bus to work every day, and I am I swear, almost every single day, there's at least five people on the bus that don't wear... that pull down their mask once they get on the bus. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, everybody else has a mask on. Yeah. Well, with the stress <laughs> of working right on the front lines of COVID and everything, have you picked up any new hobbies or new ways to like get the stress out and focus on other things me and mitch have had our hands full because we got a puppy oh he's been he's he's sitting right next to me right now you want to say hi to the people say hi (laughs) he doesn't want to say hi (laughs) but yeah he's been keeping our hands full we got him in um december and he was just he was only like seven weeks old oh and now he's a pain in my ass. <laughs> I took him to the park yesterday, um, and 
I was playing with him. I looked down. There's blood everywhere. I was like, what happened? I looked down. He his he lost a tooth. He lost his baby tooth, his big molar. So there was blood everywhere. I called Mitch. I was crying. I was like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, I showed up at his work and he like walks out. He's got rubber gloves on and he totally saved the day. And he looked inside the mouth. He's like, open your mouth. He looked inside (laughs) and he goes, he's like, oh, you just lost a tooth. I was like, oh my God. I was going to say, if you like found the tooth, you better have kept it because like. Make a necklace we out of that. We have one of his other ones. Yeah. We have his little canine tooth. Aw. We're just. That's cool. Yeah. He's still losing a bunch of his teeth. He's only about, I'd say, like five and a half months now. Oh wow. He's still tiny. Pain in my ass though. Yeah, we ended up getting a dog here. She is, uh, three years old. She's this black lab that we rescued from a farm. Uh, there were like desperate to get rid of her because she supposedly like ate one of their chickens but we can't even get her to play rough with her toys so i don't think that ever happened yeah something about this pandemic and having a dog because like i've noticed a couple other people our neighbors got a baby saint bernard and oh my gosh uh, (laughs) like his name's arthur and he's the cutest fucking thing he's like 11 months old and he's massive (laughs) yeah but yeah like covid's bringing out uh the puppies i guess yeah i love it (laughs) yeah i did not anticipate getting a dog i never i'm a cat person mitch just came to me and was like can we please get a dog and i was like look if you do the research and you pay for the dog and you pay you know we get a puppy and you pay all the vet bills you get the shots I don't care. And look at now I'm like 12 feet under shit. And his name is Moose. So why Moose? Mitch just really likes the name Moose. All right. He saw him and he's like a little brown dog. And he goes, you know what? Your name's going to be Moose. And he was really yeah. stoked about it. His his full name is Moosey Goat Whiskey. Uh, okay he wanted we put goat in there because when we'll take him hiking and that's like another thing we picked up is we'll go hiking like every weekend every weekend we go hiking ever since he got all of his vaccinations and we went down to stevenson canyon and moose just like jumped right up six feet and he's only like five months old he jumped right six feet he was like on the edge of a cliff. I'm like, are you part mountain goat? So now we start calling him wow. Moosey Goat. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's part Border Collie. He's um, Chocolate Lab and Border Collie. Oh, so hyper. Oh, yeah. Currently, he's biting my arm. But he's he's a good dog. He's doing good. Nice. Yep. Gonna have any songs about moose in the future? <laughs> no. i I only write are you kidding me i only write songs about things that either make me very depressed or have made me depressed in the past there's i don't think i've written like one song about something that makes me happy and it's about mitch and that's it and it's called piece of shit (laughs) that's i love that song i know (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah that's like literally it. Everything else is just like 
Amigo the Devil-esque, please kill me or I'll kill myself uh, kind of song. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's just what happens. Right. <laughs> that's just how or, it be. Yeah, or for you, all the time, that's just how it happens. So, yeah. what would you say, you were just talking about like Amigo the Devil, is that like an influence of yours? Oh yeah, definitely. My My top influences with like my folk stuff is for sure like Amigo the Devil, um, First Aid Kit. I love First Aid Kit. Top 10. Um, Like Courtney Barnett, like that rhymey acoustic music. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's like mostly poetic, you know? Right. That's like mostly my influences. That's cool. All right. I can kind of hear that in your stuff. Right on. And oh, and Kimya Dawson, of course. Mm. Ah, always yeah. Kimmy Dawson, always <laughs> some Kimya. I'd cover every single Kimmy Dawson song if I could, but then I'd just yes. be a ripoff. <laughs> I played a, I played a live stream show a few weeks ago, uh, and I played a Kimmy Dawson song. And after I got done playing my set and I played that song, Shane goes, "I don't know what you said. You said it so fast. It was like <laughs> you so played fast. it like double time." And I was like, "How the fuck?" <laughs> No, it was like a tongue twister. Like, you couldn't, like, there's no way. I think I played it, like, twice as fast as the original version. Like, yeah. It was, it, you know, it was weird. I kind of lost, I kind of, like, lost it for a minute. I was like, all right, I'm singing. I'm, I'm here. Is that you know, Moose? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's talking to you guys. Aw. Here, Moose, talk to the people. Yeah, come on. This is now me coming in interview with Moose. Yeah. So, Moose, okay. tell, tell me uh, your thoughts about the current political climate. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. He, he'll chase his tail, and he'll just, like, he's talking right now. That's so cute. It cracks me up. I love that. That's so cute. That is awesome. <laughs> Moose should be a part of the band now. Moose is going to sing a bunch of songs with you. Speaking of times that I didn't even think I was there um, when I was playing, what yeah. Bailey was talking about, there was, I remember this one time I played a show for uh, Lydia's birthday. Oh, um, yeah. And I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, uh, but... I was, I was highly intoxicated on some fungus, um, and <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> um, I was highly intoxicated, and I remember sitting down, and I couldn't even see my guitar. Oh wow! I, I couldn't, I couldn't see my guitar, and I just, but I kept playing, and it was like by far one of the best times I've ever played. And I remember looking across and Al is totally vibing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Al was like out of this world. And then Al starts crying and I look yeah. over and I'm like, Oh my, are you okay? And I was like, that was beautiful. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Al gets really emotional on fungus. Like Al literally like becomes a different person. It's great. I was also playing that show, and so at the end of the show, I told Al, let's do House Cat, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we did it, and we got to the speech, and Al just went off for, like, I swear, like, two minutes and cried the entire time. (laughs) 
And I was like, I was like, Al, that's the best speech you've ever given for House Cat ever. Like, nothing will ever top it. That was <laughs> yeah, like, and then you just don't remember what you said. That happens yeah, to me all the time. Like, again. Because it's, like, like perfect in the moment. You completely forget everything, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, that was beautiful. Yeah. But I will never yeah, remember was, it. I, <laughs> I was crying myself. Like, after Al said that, I started to cry. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Al. Calm down, man. Like, you're going to get us all... Oh, we're all going to start crying. Oh, like, Al. I know. I think yeah. I did cry. I don't remember. I remember... Yeah, I, I was really drunk that night, and I'm pretty sure I did cry. I remember oh. getting memos at, like, 3 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Because huh. someone was like, I'm starving, and I was like, I'm hungry, too. Let's go get memos. And yeah. someone drove us. Man, pre-pandemic, I miss going to shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I miss it so much. I was just thinking about this. Remember, Gray, when you when you did the speech for me? You were still in the inebriated individuals at the time. You really no, expect that... somebody in a band called inebriated individuals to remember them playing? Yeah, like... yeah no. <laughs> Any night that inebriated individuals played... <laughs> I was, I was looking back because our Facebook page is still up. Um, right. but uh, I saw some pictures from like when we were first playing, and I yeah. was like, I looked over at Midge and I said, "What night was this?" <laughs> and he's like, "You don't remember?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> what night was this?" And he's like, "That was Halloween." And I was like, "Oh." Oh. I was like Halloween, right? Like, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, and it the name just like it, you know, lowered our standards because if your name is you know has inebriated in it, then people are gonna think, oh, you know, they're not that great. So like, if we did fuck up, it wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> you know, yeah. if we, if we fucked up, it was like, oh, it's it's fine. You know, they're inebriated. Yeah. Of course they are. I gotta say. The funniest enumerated individual story I have is when we played the valley that one time, and you guys were underage and you and you guys couldn't go in, and so like we would just go outside and like hang out in the parking lot with you guys while we while we were like waiting for the other bands to like play and stuff, because like it I was just that. yeah, and it was freezing cold. We were in Nessa's car. You came yeah. out. And you gave us you gave us a bunch of booze, and then you were like, "I'm yeah. sorry, you can't come in." And then you went That's back right. inside. I, <laughs> story. I got them like a giant can of uh, I think it was like Bush or something, and I was like, "Here, have some coffee, get in the car." And they were like, "What is this?" And you you opened it, you're like, "Oh my god, yes!" And you guys like, <laughs> yeah. uh, "You can't come in," but yeah, I, it was so ridiculous too because. Um, we get in there, right? And it's it's uh, by the time we get in there, we've been waiting for probably like four hours. Something um, like that. We get in there, we're playing, and the guy, the people that were at the bar, were like, "Oh, look at these kids play, right?" And then we just fucking played like the best show ever. <laughs> yeah. Like we no, they, we kicked they really ass. Did. We played awesome, and they were like, "Oh, that was actually pretty good." And I was like, "Fuck you." Except for, like, our friends that showed up to the show, everybody else, like, hated the show. They were like, everyone sucks, like, no one's good. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I play here all the time. Like, what the fuck are you all, like, you all need to get the fuck out, you old people. Like, no offense, but none of you are vibing and leave. That was a really weird night. Then we we, uh, showed everyone up and played the best show ever, like, two weeks later at Grandma's house in Olympia. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Except for, well... 
My only complaint is that it was dirty. <laughs> like, you could tell that punks live there. I mean, not every punk house can be, like, the fucking murder mine, which is, like, the cleanest punk Beautiful, house I've yeah. ever seen. Oh, yeah. I, I went to one show at the murder mine, and as soon as I walked in, I was like, I'm at, like, a five-star punk resort. This is Yeah. Cool. I was like, what is going on here? This is too nice. <laughs> I I played a show um, at the Murder Mine a couple times, but the first time I ever played there um, was with Special Place in Hell, and me and Zara, we all, like, um, I was visiting from college, and so I came back, and we booked it from Bremerton all the way to the Murder Mine, which is a really far walk. It's all uphill. Yeah. It was, like, I think it's, like, a 45-minute walk, um, but once we got there, they were like, do you want food? Um, you guys want to stay the night? Yeah. And we played with Sparkle Carpet. Nice. And it was so awesome. I miss That's playing awesome. shows. I miss playing oh. shows so much. Yeah. I, know. I miss Me the too. crowds. I miss the sweaty. Yeah. I even miss the asshole cis white dudes that, you know, will sometimes grab your butt and then I can turn around and punch them in the face. Yeah. I even miss I even <laughs> miss them. <laughs> so... Gray, you've mentioned Special Place in Hell, which was the first group I remember you playing in, like, after I moved out here. And then Inebriated Individuals. I know you've done, like, a couple shows where one uh, member of Are They Brothers was missing and you hopped up and kind of filled in. What other groups have you been in? I'll jump in sometimes for Tambo for sure when Tambo's like working or whatever. There's been a couple times. Um, mostly that's it. Um, I'm trying to do some more stuff, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Mostly my solo stuff. Nothing right. compared. I really miss, I really miss being an inebriated. Those were fun days, but yeah. What yeah. was there like any? real reason why inebriated split up or was it like i know nessa went back up to alaska yeah that was that was pretty much it and um it was like up in the air like whether or not we were supposed to be um going up to alaska to see nessa or nessa was coming back down and now nessa went back up as far as i know nessa went back up to alaska um to go take care of her nana um And now she is traveling and um, was in Washington, D.C., protesting for Black Lives Matter, you know, all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. And then Kendall, Kendall got married. <laughs> oh, right. So, yeah, Kendall's married. She lives in Lakewood now. Wow. And me and Mitch live in Bremerton. Well, there you go. All People right. People just grow up. We grew up. <sighs> yeah. We're wow. Not <laughs> so... You've also mentioned, like, the show at the Valley and the show at uh, Grandma's House of being great shows you've played. What are some, like, stories of just horrible shows? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, oh, gosh. I remember... (laughs) Punks in the Woods. Okay. Punks in the Woods. We were supposed to, so we got there two days early. So Punks in the Woods starts Friday night. We were supposed to play 11 p.m. Friday night. Awesome slot, first of all. Yeah. Yeah, this is inebriated. Um, You know, we're raging. 
we're doing our thing and the day before kendall tells me um hey me and brooks her husband we're gonna take four tabs of lsd i was like okay um so early that morning she's like tripping all day obviously She's tripping all day. Me and Mitch are like, you know, me and Nessa and Mitch are all trying to like mentally prepare. Okay, we have to play at 11. So we're like trying to pace ourselves. I did end up taking a little bit of fungi. 10 o'clock comes around and Kendall's asleep. And I go, Kendall, you got to get up. We have to play in an hour. And she's like, oh, whatever, I'll be up. I'm like, no, you got to get up. We have to practice. So then it's like, 10 45 right i'm like me and nessa are in kendall's tent you need to get up right now you need to get up we're playing in 15 minutes she's like shit so she gets up and i i've never seen her like spring back so quickly she was like all right i gotta put my game face on and then she was up just the rest of the night raging and we played an awesome set you did all and i were dancing in the crowd the entire time it was fantastic it was just the anxiety of it all. Right. Like, oh my gosh, she's not going to be able to play. What are we going to do? Yeah. Like, you know, she's like super intoxicated. And I guess yeah. that's just the fear with any show. But yeah. I don't think I have any super bad memories of playing with inebriated. There was um, okay. like I re- my favorite time I ever played was we played um, – this fest in Olala that our friend Eric runs and it's called Olala Palooza and the stage is set up where there's a zip line and the zip line is about like a hundred feet away or whatever and it goes right down onto the stage oh that is awesome yeah so when you're playing people are zip lining down and while people are pitting and so we played at like seven o'clock or something like that. And we got there the day before because there was a thunderstorm. And so me and Kendall were sleeping in the back of my truck. And um, I remember just there being beautiful, like lightning and thunder just yeah. everywhere. And then the next day, Nessa showed up and we're like just completely intoxicated. And just all day, we were just totally raging. Yeah. Um, the people... Uh, a bunch of people from Bremerton showed up. Um, I oh, think yeah. some of the truck bed boys might have been there. Yeah. Yeah. It Damn. was so fun. And I just remember falling asleep in a hammock at like 6 a.m. <laughs> waking up the next day. After that, we went to um, Fremont and we played okay. a show with JC with This Machine Kills Gods and um, a couple other bands. Hell I think yeah. it was Heart Rot. Yeah, we played with Heart Rot and This Machine Kills Gods. Nice. Um, at Gasworks Park. So we hung out in Fremont all day. Hell yeah. Was that the spookiest folk thingy or was that something else? No, it was, um, it was something else. Okay. Yeah. And Ralph, I think Ralph was with us too. Yeah. Ralph Ralph was like, um, we all squeezed into Nessa and Dante's car. (laughs) It was really fun. We had Kendall's rat with us. So yeah. Kendall's rat was just chilling, and we were just yeah. we were just going, and we went on this little tour. It was so fun. That's, That's awesome. awesome. But yeah, thank so you much so much for uh, spending some time. Here we have a song Grace sent to us entitled "You're Through." Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Local Listens. Next week's guest is Mark Passion. 
from Robert's Roost and Robert's Roost Media, talking about music, drones, science, and black holes. We hope you tune in next time and have a great and music-filled week. But when the man walked in with his grinny grin, I knew something wasn't right. He said, let me tell you, kid, you can't do what I did until you've lived your life. And when you grow old and see how cold your face has grown since you sold your life away that you wish you'd stay Ocean involves you and me In ten fucking years it'll be